Hi everyone, it's Catherine here with the Alma Institute, and today I'm bringing a spiritual talk that revolves around the visitation of the shepherds following the birth of the Christ. And it starts off with a spiritual story. Rachel and Bina walked out to the sheepfold quietly. Then Bina asked, I sometimes feel very weary on the second or third watch. Do you become weary too, mother? Yes, sometimes, but usually I very much enjoy these times. During the day, we must be very active and very vigilant to keep the sheep together out in the pastures, but at night they rest close to home. Then the darkness is like a blanket of quiet and calm that invites me into prayer and meditation. I try to pray, but my mind often wanders terribly. Yes, my love, that is what minds do. But if you practice, it gets easier to keep a rhythm that is deeper than the wandering mind. I don't understand. What do you mean? Well, when we play music, we have the flute and the drum. The flute makes all kinds of tunes that flitter about, but the drum is the rhythm underneath it. The flute music of your mind will never completely stop, but if you pay attention to the drum beat very deeply, the flute fades into the background. Do I have a drum beat? All I hear is the flute. Yes, we all have that deep rhythm underneath everything. It is not an actual sound, but more like a feeling, a place where nothing shakes even in the midst of storms. Even though it is not a sound exactly, the rhythm of your footsteps and your heart can lead you inward. How? Everyone finds their own ways. You'll have to find your own as well. I begin by listening to the sound of my feet on the ground as I walk the perimeter of the fold. I listen and settle deeply into my body. I find the place within myself that is as deeply alert as it is calm. In that place, I praise God and wonder at the beauty of everything that is. That sounds lovely, but I fear my mind is too busy and noisy for that. I understand. If my mind is very busy and will not quiet itself, then I ask impossible questions and wonder about them until the awe of it all overwhelms me. What is an impossible question? There are so many. Like what was before the beginning? What is after the end? What was I before I was Rachel? Then while my mind ponders what I cannot grasp, I stand in awe of the vastness of God and of all the things I cannot understand. In that state of holy befuddlement, my mind settles and I can find the rhythm underneath all the unanswerable questions. Bina, awestruck by the thought of such questions, exclaimed, I've never thought of such things. I want to try that. Wonderful. Go and walk ahead. We will each embrace the beauty of the dark night. For the darkness reminds us of what we do not know and cannot see. Faith, like a lamp, comforts us and gives us enough light for the next step, then the next step, and then the next step, and then the next step, Rachel says. The mother and daughter walked this way for several hours until they neared the part of the fold closest to the house where Daniel, Rachel's husband, and Matan, their six-year-old son, went out to meet them. 
Inside remained Jonah, the eldest son, preparing to sleep. As they were readying to switch places so Bina and Rachel could go home to sleep, Matan gasped, pointing at the sky. He saw an angel preceding the shooting star of Jesus as if it was guiding its path. The others looked in the direction that he pointed, but they could not see anything. Suddenly a shooting star rose from beyond the western hills. It ascended quickly and then landed in the sky as an uncommonly bright star. Then another bright light pierced the night sky and made a loud crack like the sound of thunder. Matan's breath became shallow and panicky for a few moments, but he was able to calm himself and say, Mother, Father, it is another angel of God. When Jonah heard the sound, he thought it was a dangerous storm and ran out of the house towards his family. When he saw the angelic figure, he was terrified and fled back toward the house. Rachel, Daniel, and Bina dropped to their knees in fear and awe while Matan stared in wonder as a smile slowly spread across his face. The angel spoke, and its voice rang out within each of them, as if each one was spoken to individually within their own hearts and minds. Even Jonah, who was hiding in the tent, heard the angel's voice. The angel said, Do not be afraid. I bring you great joy and good news for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly hundreds of angels filled the sky singing the praises of God. The music was unearthly and unspeakably captivating. The voice of the angel gave Jonah courage. He emerged from the tent and walked toward the choir of angels with tears running down his face. The angels were both saying and singing, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth over and over again in heavenly layers of harmony. It seemed as if every sound on earth had been collected and turned into the most perfect symphony. The entire earth seemed to sing a song so exquisite that even the most callous person would cry if they heard it. Not tears of sadness, but ones of inexplicable, overwhelming beauty. The energy was so intense that the shepherds, both young and old, felt their hearts would explode with love, awe, and joy at the sound of it, yet they wished it would never end. The chorus faded and the light dimmed. The family slowly regained their senses. Then Matan said clearly, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which God has made known to us. Everyone agreed, and they began preparations for the journey into town. It's like the God self within us is a tiny baby wrapped in a body. It's a light that is so sweet and so comforting. It can expand and become more palpable in all the parts of our body. Whether there are parts of us that are scared or anxious or resistant or lonely or in pain or blocked, whatever it is, 
there is this little being and this God self is not that hard to access. It's available to everyone. It is this deep place of calm alertness. It is the place that is beyond our stories, beyond our strong emotions, beyond science, beyond our thinking minds, beyond the perceived obstacles, beyond the mind chatter. It is the resonant drum, rather than the flute that reminds us of the Pied Piper who casts a spell. It is the deep, deep drumbeat of stability, calm, attentiveness, presence, stillness. The end of the story says the family slowly regained their senses. The family, just like us, comes to our senses. This can be interpreted that the reality is in here, not out there, and that we can get here by coming to our senses in a very practical way using mindfulness. We can be in the midst of anything and we can get to this other still place within us, watching the trees, feeling our feelings, taking a step, letting it go, feeling the cold air on our face. It's very simple mindfulness. The feeling comes in and the feeling lets go. The sensations come in and the sensations change a couple seconds later. There's a letting go and a letting go and a letting go. And on some level, that's all there is, letting go. The invitation is to liberate yourself from some of your thinking, or maybe a lot of your thinking. Liberate yourself from some of the emotions based on stories that leave you in a spin cycle. It is the very foundational practice of connecting to ourselves and coming to our senses, touching into the most basic parts of ourselves. It's an uncomplicated, simple place of calm alertness, intense presence, and letting go. A perfect way to start the new year. Blessings. <laughs>